This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton Global Youth Program. Hello, and welcome to Future of the Business World. I'm Diana Drake with the Wharton Global Youth Program at the Wharton School, University of Pennsylvania. Students competing in our Wharton Global High School Investment Competition are busy forming their teams and preparing to analyze stocks ahead of the launch of this year's game in late September. Today's guest is here to talk about a different type of investing, one that supports entrepreneurs and helps improve the economic strength of entire communities. High school senior V Huang is the founder of Bank Me, a student-led microfinance organization in Vietnam. When most of us have a dream to start our own business, we can go to the bank and take out a loan. And yet many entrepreneurs around the world don't have access to banking services. Microfinance or micro lending is one option that gives them the opportunity to become business owners. V is going to help us understand the world of microloans and how her organization is helping to balance risk and impact for low-income entrepreneurs in Southeast Asia and beyond. V, thanks for being here. It's great to meet you. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited. Well, great. Let's get into it then. Tell me, what is microfinance and what makes it different from the typical approach of lending money to start a business? I think the biggest difference between traditional banks and microfinance is their purposes. Banks are pretty much profit-driven, whereas microfinance is created to serve the people who cannot apply to traditional banking services. It might be because they don't pass the requirements of the bank, or there's no bank nearby them, or the interest rate is too, is too high for them to repay. So microfinance helps low-income people to become financially independent by lowering the loan requirements and not requiring any assets from the borrowers to make a loan. Okay, so why exactly did the concept of microfinance inspire you? I was inspired to launch BangMe because of the sustainable of microfinance. Microloans are granted to people to start their own business and become financially independent. And sometimes these businesses can also create job opportunities for other people and allow them to send their children to school and take care of their families. So the impact that microfinance creates, it's much more long-term and sustainable than just donating necessities. And in microfinance, the very special thing is that the money it's recycled once repaid by loan borrowers. So people can continue to use the lending capital to continue lending to other people as well. Yeah. So it gets back to what I was saying a little bit in the beginning, right? That you're really helping to lift up entire communities by helping one entrepreneur. Yeah. Tell me about the first student-led microfinance organization in Vietnam. When did you launch Bank Me Microfinance and how has it developed in the past year? And maybe start out too by telling us a little bit about you. Have you um, grown up in Vietnam? Yeah, I was born and raised in Vietnam my entire life before coming to school in the U.S. So I'm very familiar with how the little resources or financial resources that people in the remote areas they have. So I was very inspired to launch Bangly because I know that microfinance is not a very familiar concept to the Vietnamese population, even though it's very sustainable and it can create such a long lasting impact. So my other friends from other high school in Vietnam and the U.S., we launched Bangly Microfinance last November, and we're actually one of the first student-led microfinance in Vietnam, to my knowledge. So from November to March, that time, it's when 
our team set up the groundwork for our organization, which includes stuff like reaching out to partner um, with adult-led microfinance, asking for guidance on how to operate our own organization and figuring out how to lend money without facing legal obstacles because high school students are all minors and we are not of legal age to grant microloans. So that process of setting up the groundwork took a lot of time because we're one of the first student-led microfinance. So there was like no guidance for us to follow. That four months were just try and error. And once we had everything set up, we had a fundraising pitch in April to raise lending capital from our investors. And in June, we recruited more members who work in BankMe and we're able to expand our organization to over 30 members all over Vietnam. And since then, we have lent money to borrowers around the world on a website called Kiva. And now we're in a stable phase right now. Interesting. Wow. So it sounds like you've had a lot of progress, even during a time of the pandemic, which I'm sure played a part in everything. So you mentioned Kiva and uh, you mentioned partnerships, and I'm really interested in that. So actually, Kiva is an established online microlending platform, right? How did BankMe actually initiate the relationship with Kiva? And can you talk a little bit about that partnership approach between your organizations, how it works? Yeah, so as I have mentioned, um, high school students are not allowed to grant microloans to other people. So we figure out a plan to lend money on Kiva, which is a platform that connects students like us with borrowers all around the world. So the website really allow us to lend money to people, not only in Vietnam, but literally all around the world without worrying about the legal framework. Um, and also besides Kiva, we also partner with CEP Microfinance, which is one of the largest and oldest microfinance in Vietnam. They are very helpful in giving us guidance on how to operate a student microfinance efficiently. And we actually partner with them to organize an internship trip to um, help the members at BangMe this summer to visit their office and also observe the professional microfinance world. Uh, but unfortunately, it's been postponed because of the pandemic, but it will happen soon. It sounds like those partnerships are really useful for you as you build the infrastructure for your organization. You also mentioned a fundraising pitch a couple minutes ago to investors, which sounds frightening, but also uh, really interesting. So you were convincing them to basically invest money in your organization, right? Can you paint a picture for us of that pitch? How did it go? Who did you pitch to? Tell us a little bit about, about the moment. Absolutely. So the investors were all adults, so it was obviously very frightening. It's also mean that we needed to deliver the pitch in the most professional way possible. I think to convince anyone to invest money into your organization, it's important to understand and see things from their perspective to have a clearer sense of what kind of information they need to hear and what questions they could possibly have. So I think that investors, they all have money, but they don't, don't have time. So our team worked really hard to structure our presentation in a way that subtly answers all of their questions beforehand so that after the pitch, the only question they have left is how much money they're willing to invest in us. Um, and because microfinance, it's a very unfamiliar concept our first job is to explain to them in full details what microfinance is, its origins, the lending model, and also how it will impact the socioeconomic of Vietnam. Then like any other fundraising pitch, we had to explain to them how BangMe operates, how we plan to use the lending capital, 
our goals and plans for the upcoming future and also the benefits of the investors. And I think that plan worked really well because we were able to secure around 5,000 US dollars in lending capital. Great, a great start. So it sounds like it was a success despite the fact you were nervous. I'm interested because I hear you saying about all these partnerships, it sounds like you've had to learn the process of outreach within the finance world. And no doubt some of your emails and phone calls have gone unanswered. What have you learned about turning rejection into redirection? Yeah, so just a little bit of context. We first wanted to reach out to these adult-led microfinance who does this full-time as legitimate lending institution so that they can give us guidance and give us and mentor us into operating Bayme. So we started out by emailing them and just sending them our project proposals um, for the first few weeks. And we didn't get any email replies, not even a rejection letter, but our team has come very far into launching this microfinance. And we are also very passionate about this. So we all agree that it's more productive to move forward and keep sending out emails instead of just blaming ourselves and just being harsh on ourselves because we I feel like we would make no progress just sitting there and blaming ourselves so we had to sit down and figure out what went well and what went wrong in the email and revise the email so we just kept finding more organizations to send emails to when we were able to secure a partnership with um, CP Microfinance, who really understands our missions, and it's also very happy to help high school students like us. So even though our first few weeks were not very productive, it was quite miserable, we still managed to reach our goal in the end, and I think I wouldn't be any happier if we were to partner with any other organization. So it taught me that rejection, it's also redirection. Yeah, yeah. It's, it sounds like you just had to persevere and kind of push through even when you didn't hear back. And also it sounds like your teammates were very helpful too because you you kind of helped support each other and, and motivate each other. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. I think my teammates, it's a huge motivation for me to just keep working and improving our organization until this day. So you have lent money to predominantly women in Vietnam, the Philippines, and around Southeast Asia. Can you tell us about one or two people who have received Bank Me's microloans? I'd love to have a profile of your borrowers. Okay, so one of our borrowers, she is a middle-aged woman from the Philippines. Um, she has six children, and three of them are still in school. So she wanted to borrow some money to buy fee and other supplies to create her own pig fattening business and her ultimate goal in life is to expand this business of hers that she can take care of her children. Another borrower that we granted microloans to, it's a single mother from Kenya. Um, She has two children and she also wanted to send her kids to school. So she made a loan to buy farm inputs such as fertilizers, pesticides, all that um, to expand her farming so that she can have more money to take care of her children. So I think from based on these two loan profiles, I think you can see a common theme here that we prioritize people who with more children, since it also means more responsibility financially. We also prioritize minorities such as single parents, women, or even middle-aged people, because there aren't many jobs available to people at that age. But at the same time, we also try to diversify our investment portfolio by helping people from different countries who do different things and have different goals in life just to create a 
greater impact around the world. And do you think you'll ever get to actually meet these people? Um, we really want to meet these people. I think it's possible if we um, to meet the people that we lend to in Vietnam who live in Vietnam. But hopefully one day we'll meet those people soon. Is it primarily Southeast Asia? Have you reached beyond that area? Yeah, it's predominantly Southeast Asia, but we also granted microloans to people in Africa and South America, to many countries in Southeast Asia. You've described your organization before as kind of in a stable phase right now with lending capital and partnership mentors and a growing lending team at Bank Me. Can you expand on this? What do you see for the future? Yeah, so as... Um, an organization, we need lending capital to grant microloans to people, but um, at the same time, because we convince investors to donate money into our organization, we also have to be responsible with their investment. So the lending team at BangMe, um, or we call the investment department at our organization, it's responsible for choosing who to lend money to. So each month, the team will look at all the loan profiles on the Kiva website and we will evaluate the risk and the impact of each loan using our own criteria sheet. And just to illustrate the criteria sheet, we take a lot of factors into consideration, such as to evaluate the risk of each loan. We need to see if um, they have received any microloans in the past or they have successfully repaid any loans in the past, how many years of experience um, they have in the business, just to make sure that their business will sustain for a long time. And also to evaluate the impact of each loan, we have uh, to look at the number of children or the number of people in the household that they need to take care of. And also we consider if their business model will create any jobs or any impact in their community. So all that information will help us make the best decision on who to lend the money to. You're headed back to school in the US for your senior year in only a few days. Is Bank Me going to continue? Yeah, obviously we will continue lending money to people all around the world on Kiva because it's very flexible right now. You can do anything from home. Um, but our goal for 2021 is to give borrowers the educational resources to better manage their businesses through workshops on personal finance or business management so that the microloans that we give to them will be used efficiently. And we also want to help them in the most sustainable way possible. We don't want to just give them the money and let them figure out to run their business themselves. We also want to give them resources to continue operating their business for a long time. So in the future, we aim to provide them not only the money, but also the resources to sustain their business. Are you interested in pursuing a career in finance? Is this an area that you've always had a passion in? Well, actually, I always have a passion for business um, not particularly finance, but just business in general. And I'm very interested in just social business, social, social enterprise, um, because I think that normally people would associate business or finance with exploiting people to selfishly generate profits. But I think more than often business can be used toward a good cause like microfinance or just any other social enterprise, you can use business to help the people in need. Yeah, and it sounds like BankMe is really promoting sustainable socioeconomic growth in Vietnam and the other areas where your borrowers live. Do you feel like you've had an impact there? Yeah, I think first of all, for, for the borrowers, I think we have helped them become more self-sufficient and we also help their families by 
allowing them to send their kids to school and improving the lives of their families. But besides that, I think granting microloans to borrowers also encourage other people besides the borrowers to seek opportunities in life to improve their life. And I think that by launching a microfinance for students, I think it really inspires other people my age to support the unfortunate, whether by launching their own microfinance in the future or just donating and supporting microfinance organizations. So what has this experience taught you specifically about leadership? You have this team of students now. I'm curious what you've learned. Yeah, I think being a student, I think if there's any lesson that I gained from leading Bami, I think it's that being a student leader, it's not that easy. It's very difficult because sometimes you have underperforming members that you have to confront. It's not very easy having difficult conversations with people around your age. And I have also learned that leadership, it's not about leading and micromanaging, but it's rather understanding and accommodating to the people in your team, just knowing their strength and accommodating to their working style and just to foster a very opening and comfortable working space together so that your team can achieve whatever goals you have. One question that I ask all the guests on Future of the Business World is if you could change one thing in the world, what would it be? I think it would be giving people equal access to opportunities, regardless of their gender, race, social status, or basically anything that they don't have control over. Let's end with our lightning round questions. Try to answer these quickly. Who is an entrepreneur you admire and why? Definitely Muhammad Yunus, the father of microfinance, because he's a social entrepreneur that focuses a lot on sustainable charity. What is a unique skill that you bring to Bank Me? Um, my resilience. Finish this sentence for me. The COVID pandemic has taught me to multitask. A topic you would love to discuss with a roundtable of business CEOs. Mm, whether they would choose to create social impact or to maximize profits through their businesses. Something about Vietnam that you want people to know. The food here, it's amazing, especially the Vietnamese baguette called Bain Mi, which is also where our name Bank Mi came from. Oh, wow. In 10 years, where do you hope you'll be? I hope to be back in Vietnam and providing guidance to student-led microfinance. And I hope that microfinance will be um, much more developed and prevalent in Vietnam. Vi Huang, thanks so much for joining us on Future of the Business World. Yes, thank you so much for having me. And I hope that this conversation will help you guys understand a little bit about microfinance and maybe feel empowered to do something for your community. Discover more opportunities for high school students and educators at globalyouth.wharton.upenn.edu.